How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. everybody. This is Jocelyn and welcome to another edition of The Leap. On today, my guest is Roxanne Esquivel. Roxanne is the founder of Redesign and she is a graphic artist. Welcome, Roxanne. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Great. Thanks so much. That particular industry was hit very, very hard. Mm -hmm. So probably um, three years after 9-11, I was laid off and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing because at least when I'm doing my own thing, I can see when the bus is coming and I can, I can get out of the way, move, do something instead of getting hit with it. Mm -hmm. So that, that was my decision that motivated me to move on and do my own thing. And now I'd like to say I'm officially unemployable. I couldn't work for anyone else Again, ever. I would probably be fired in five minutes. Why do you say that? Um, I'm, I'm just very confident and believe in what I do. And I don't need anyone watching over me. I don't want to be watching anyone. I just like to work directly with my clients and find the solutions that help them help their businesses. In the early days, when you decided to go off on your own, did you have any fears or doubts or what was going through your mind when you started to say, okay, I'm, I'm doing this? Well, the, hard, the hardest thing for me was what I call the roller coaster because it, 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 you don't have a steady paycheck. So there's giant ebbs and flows. And so you've got to just accept that and learn how to live with that and know that, oh yeah, I got a really big job right now and it's paying me, but that doesn't mean I spend all the money right now. You have to pace yourself, you know, and then also make sure that you always have um, incoming clients and jobs and things like that. Sometimes there isn't a lot going on and um, you have to make peace with that. And maybe work on things like cleaning up your files or cleaning up your office because you've been so busy or, or finding ways to get other work in the door, those types of things. So it's just understanding that that's, that's part of it. That's part of the nature. That's part of the risk because, you know, you don't have a steady paycheck, but also, you know, the upside is that you have complete freedom. You can pick and choose who you want to work with. Um, you can decide, oh, I'm not really busy right now, so I'm going to go to Pilates. <laughs> or, you know, those types of things. So um, for me, um, once I got over that, that roller coaster sensation and just embraced it, um, it was like, okay, that's how it goes. So I know what I need to do in order to get through it. Mm -hmm. 
how long do you think it took for you to sort of understand the ebb and flow and, and embrace the lack of control? Okay. For me, because I'm, I'm particularly, I'll say neurotic when it comes to having an income and taking care of my bills and, and those kinds of things, it probably took me, I would say two years. It probably took a long, it took a long while, but that's because I'm particularly geared all the benefits and all the, the steadiness of, and I'm doing air quotes, you know, the security of a, a, a corporation, which is totally an illusion. It really is. And you lived it. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you went through a traumatic experience. We all did that. The, you know, 9-11 <clears throat> was a traumatic experience for all of us in the world. Our world's changed that day. And you go through that and you start to see your life differently. Mm-hmm. Was that, you know, was that an eye opener for you? When you started to view, when you saw the writing on the wall with the business having transformed um, after 9-11 and, and you saw, you probably saw some things coming. Did you then, how did you start to view your, your work life and your, your trajectory? Well, here's, okay. So the name, the name that I use on my company is uh-huh. Redesign. It's two, it's, it's two prong. Uh, the first part is it's RE, it's my, my initials, but the biggest part is redesigning my life. I set the intention I was going to redesign my life when I went on this path. And so I named my company that to make sure that I held true to that intention. I love that so much. Um, and that's why this podcast is called Leap. Um, uh-huh. But you know, very personal sentimental value of taking a leap of faith. I'm taking a leap of faith, putting my world and my, my words out into the world and hoping that people love it as much as I do because I'm loving it. So good on you to put that out there as your intention. And it's a reminder every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Wanted to go back. To, let's go. Let's talk a little bit about intention. Because I think that's a word that I tend to find quite often uh, talking with my guests, mm-hmm. setting intentions. What are some of the intentions you've set for yourself in present for your future cast for your business? It's always that I'm working in integrity to um, uplift the people on the planet with whatever my design and to further um, my clients' abilities to put their intention or the, I mean, it's probably they would say their business, but to me, it's their intention out into the world as well. So that it's a giant web that's supported and and grows, and we all grow in exchange from each other. What does that do for you? I get so high off this stuff. I I can't I can't like I'll give you an example. Um, I have a I have a client who works in the cannabis industry. And in the middle of November, they went to the largest cannibal con- cannibal <laughs> cannabis, <laughs> cannabis convention in the United States. 
in Las Vegas. And I spent months working with them, putting all their stuff together. You know, the booth display, the brochures, the banners, all the things that that would present them and, and their services to this giant, massive industry. There were 1,000 booths from 100 different countries. That is enormous. So I decided to go because the person that I work with, I never met face to face. So I decided, well, it's Vegas. It's not that far away. And besides, it would do me good to see what's going on. So I go, I go in there. I find the booth and the client was just all over me about how excited they were for all the pieces that I had put together for them. President of company is standing there hugging me, saying that my work is impeccable. And to be, I mean, it's so nice to get compliments like that, but to be able to give someone something that supports them to do what they want to do is what's really the thrill. So it's it's being able to listen and figure out what it is that they require so that they can attract their customers or improve their services or whatever it is that they want to do. So my greatest asset is my ear and I listen and I pay attention and then I turn it into something that can support and help my clients do their job. And then when I get a response like that, I know I've done it. And and that's that's where the real thrill comes from me. When when they can say that their clients or their customers are like so happy to be using or working with them or whatever it is, it really is just the best for me. So I view myself as totally support and um, figuring out what will have someone's business vibrate so that their customers are attracted to their service or whatever it is that they're on. And how do you manage through <clears throat> some of the challenging times? You know, we sorry you mentioned it earlier on about the roller coasters and the up and down. When you go through those moments that you know, maybe you're having a, a slow week or a slow day or a slow month, what carries you through those times to get you back on track? Well, like I said in the beginning, I I'm really good about pacing myself. So I don't like run myself down to the point of being zero or negative. I, I can't manage that. So I always make sure that I'm um, pacing with like my money or my time or my, my whatever. I mean, there, there are slow, slow things happen. So, and I've gotten comfortable with those to know that Okay, not much is going going on right now. You know, maybe I contact some people, go to lunch with them, find out what's going on with the business, see if there's anything I can help them with, or you know, um, clean up my computer because the files are a disaster. You know, there's there's always some background thing that can be going on that can keep things moving and. And hopefully, you know, get it, get through and over and over the hump. Fortunately, um, the last couple of years, it's been a pretty, pretty good pace. So I've been really blessed. And there's a level of trust that I have 
I'll call it in the universe that I'm not, I'm not going to be hung out to dry. I'm not, you know, I trust that I'm on my path and I'm doing what, what I should be doing. So therefore there is more than enough to go around. Abundance is plentiful uh-huh. when you look at it through that lens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I, I've, you know, now recorded a handful of interviews and there's some things that you're touching on that I, I seem to see consistency. First, birthing of a business seems to always come at an absolute transition point in people's lives. Yours, case in point, you're in a position where could you have gone out and looked for something else? Yes. That's a choice that you made to start on your own. And trusting that something bigger is helping to set that path for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I loved where we even started in the sense that there's security, and I'm also using my air quotes, around working for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's also been my notice that security is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Right? You know, there's insecurity in what you're doing. There's insecurity in what I'm doing. I'm going to trust it and go with it. There's insecurity with someone else employing you. That just kind of comes with the territory, right? Do you see this being your lifelong journey, staying in this space of being an entrepreneur? Absolutely. That's what I meant when I said I'm un- unemployable. I can't, I can't go back and work for someone. I, you know, I don't want to. And also my temperament has changed so dramatically mm-hmm. that I, I, I will, I will handle everything. I will take care of things, but I will do it in my fashion. And, you know, to have to have it fit within someone else's parameters, it, it doesn't suit me anymore. To that end, what are some of the bigger lessons that you learned about yourself through this journey, both personally and professionally? I, you know, a lot of people say that I'm, I'm brave. I never thought myself to be brave. But, you know, if I stand back and I look at this, it's like, yeah, I guess I would be, I would be brave. You know, you just, you just go and you just keep going and, and you don't really even think about it. You just, you just do it. And, and so that aspect of bravery or courage, um, I never, I never thought of myself that way. So that, that would be, that would be one thing. Um, so to, to just kind of maybe clarify yeah. some of that, because running a business is so many aspects, right? One thing, of course, is in your, in your case is having a client base. When you began, how did you find clients? Well, the, the funny part is, is that um, the company that I was, was laid off from, they ended up being like my gold mine because everyone that worked there had to either go somewhere else or start their own thing. Well, the ones that were starting their own thing, they needed logos and and sales, whatever's, brochures, whatever. So they knew me. So they came to me. So that, you know, and different different people started different businesses. And, and so I've helped them with all their collateral sorts of things, websites, logos, brochures, banners, what, whatever they needed. And, and so, and then someone would see something that I did for someone else and they'd refer me or printers that I worked with. They always appreciated the fact that I was very attentive to 
getting artwork to them and respecting their timelines and things like that. So they would refer me. And everything I've ever done has always been via word of mouth. And so, you know, once again, I've been very, very blessed by that. What about, best way to put this, standing in your own way? Have you ever felt that you've stood in your own way in, in the attempt of trying to grow your business or to grow yourself, you know, where you may have had a limiting belief or a limiting fear of, am I creative enough? Am I this for this person? Have you ever encountered those experiences? And can we talk a little bit about one or a few examples and and what you've done for yourself to break through that? Um, Sometimes I'll I'll get um, clients. Okay, so the assumption is made that if you're an artist, you can do you can draw anything. That that's what the assumption is. Well, that's not true. There are there are different people with different skill sets within the framework of being an artist. I happen to be really good with shapes and colors and um, coming up with concepts and things like that. But I wouldn't consider myself an illustrator. Like if you needed like a realistic drawing of a strawberry or something like that, I'm not your girl. You know, I, I know people who do that kind of thing. And so I'll partner with them. Uh but sometimes, you know, I'll get a client that'll ask me for something and I'll think, oh, that. But I don't want to turn, I don't want to turn the work away. Well, I will go and research and see if I could read, if I can maybe pull it, pull it off. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm shortchanging myself. And, and sometimes I surprise myself by, we oh, can do this. And so, um, that's always, a, that's always refreshing and fun, you know, or maybe I can't. So then I find someone who we can partner together. And so that's a really nice collaborative experience as well. So that's, that's, that's one of the things, you know, and, and sometimes I just, you know, will like go, I I don't tell them I don't want to do it because I'm afraid. I don't want to let anybody down. I'm really, really um, focused on that. So that's why sometimes it'd be like, I don't know if I really can do this. So when you hit those experiences, let's say you have a client, you've delivered something to them and they just, you're just missing the mark for them. How do you sort of handle that? Number one, personally, and, and then how do you sort of move forward when you get essentially rejection? Well, it's first off, graphic design is so subjective and it's, everybody else's opinion. You're, if, if you want to be doing art for yourself, you need to be a fine artist. Graphic design is not that at all. It is paying attention to the clients. It is listening to their needs. It is, um, if, if I get rejected, I'm just like, okay, ask more questions, dig deeper, find out what wasn't working with this. You know, where, where do we need to, um, adjust, refine, tweak, you know, why isn't it working? So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of questioning and exchange and then back to the drawing board. And, you know, I've been doing it so long. You don't take it personally. You do not take it personally. It's got nothing to do with what you're doing. It has to do with what what's the end solution? There's a, there's a problem that needs to be solved. And so what's, what's the solution? To what about maturity? How do you think you've watched yourself mature and grow 
in growing your own business? Well, it's it's the aspect of not of not taking it personally and and um, not getting all twisted up if a comment's made, you know, and understanding that they, there's 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 the problem and and it's your job to come up with a solution. So you know, standing standing back from something and just not getting entangled in it and thinking oh my God, they don't like me or, or some kind of something like that. It's, it's got nothing to do with any of that. It's, it's about put your big girl pants on and look for the solution. Yeah. I think that's something that as entrepreneurs, myself included in this, we learn over time. It took me a long time to get to that point. And I will say that, yes. I, that I personally still struggle with that, not taking it personally. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I could get, I, I won't say that tomorrow I could get hit. You know, like one of my favorite clients comes in and says, you know, that what you did really isn't cutting it. But yeah, it would hurt. Because what is your business? I mean, and, and going back to really where we started, you know, you talked about your, some of your joys. You, know, you It brings you such pleasure and joy to see your clients happy because you've created something that they love. But you're pouring your heart and soul into it. Right. It's yes, absolutely. A reflection of you in your work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I do. I give it all, and sometimes you know you have to just accept the fact that okay, it's not it's not working. It it isn't that it was wrong. It's just not working for the client, and and so you have to separate from it. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I want to go to something. When you look at yourself now, what does the word entrepreneur mean to you? And just how does that resonate when you define yourself as that? Well, it's kind of interesting. I don't know that I would, I really consider myself entrepreneur, even though, you know, I do own my business. I mean, I, it, it's what I'm doing is all the qualities of what would be an entrepreneur. Um, but I, I see myself as support. That's that's what I see myself as, an an important support for my clients to uplift them. So I don't know what that would be. I mean, I guess it it, it is a type of entrepreneurship, um, but I I don't know. I don't I don't ever reflect on it being that way. I guess I think, I think of an entrepreneur is someone, you know, that, that, um, has maybe, you know, a, a bigger business or, um, an office a bit like outside. Cause I do work from my home. So there's that. And, and I'm very happy doing, doing that and doing it this way. So I just think entrepreneur sounds much bigger than what I think I'm doing. It's just funny because it is what you are. I know. I guess it's always how we see ourselves and how we define it for ourselves. Right. Because in my view, that's what you are. Well, thank you. And I see it in this, my perspective. And it's, you know, to hold the mirror up even to myself, even doing this, I have a little bit of that spirit inside of me. I don't see that. I don't define myself as an entrepreneur. However, I've been told that too. So it's just interesting how you, how other, how you view you and how others view you. It is. Right. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Roxanne, we're at time. So I want to say thank you so much for joining me. Such a lovely chat. Um, before we go, love to give you an opportunity to share with our guests how they can find your work and follow you. Um, if you go to redesigncreative.com, that's my website. Uh-huh. All my contact information's there. So that'll do it. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Lead. To learn more about Lead, the podcast and coaching services, please join us on our Lead Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your lead.